This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... This special episode of Crucial Tech is brought to you by the Women Tech Global Conference of 2021, put on by the Women Tech Network, uh, or www.womentech.net. This is one of my um, pet projects in that I like to encourage women and minorities to get involved in technology, and I like to find areas where they can actually fit in. And looking at this particular conference, they cover the gamut from marketing to cybersecurity, which is obviously one of my uh, special areas of interest. Uh, This is a good place to go to find out what the opportunities are and to find people who can support you in your career. And I want to encourage uh, my women friends and my minority friends to attend this conference that's going on this week. Uh, You can go to womentech.net and sign up. Uh, There's a lot of free networking stuff, and uh, the tickets are really reasonable. So that's the ad today. Uh, It's a freebie. I just wanted to support that particular conference. Our interview today is with Revital Libfriend. She's not part of the conference, but I thought uh, her story would be interesting in uh, light of what's going on this week. And I'll be covering that conference uh, in more detail during the week and writing about it at cyberprotectionmagazine.com. Revital was uh, named to the CRN Women of the Channel Awards for 2021. Uh, These women are identified... uh, by CRN Magazine as those who drive success for their companies in the channel. If you don't know what the channel is, uh, that's how things are made. It goes from uh, manufacturing through services and kind of lumps them all into a specific category. Uh, uh, Revital uh, Libfriend works for Odex, as I said, and we've interviewed the CEO of Odex in the past, but she has been uh, instrumental in driving Odex and this very small Israeli company into the market. And uh, you can read about her on her uh, uh, LinkedIn page, uh, but I wanted to talk to her about what she saw uh, in the world of technology for women and how to become a success. Uh, and so, Rivetal, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, and thank you for having me. <laughs> so let's talk about why you got into tech in the first place? I think that at that time, uh, I'm in the tech industry for more than 20 years. Uh, I guess it was uh, a coincidence. Uh, I actually, my, uh, my, my BA was in economics and I started my career in, in a bank in uh, um, there is a, there was a special program for um, um, you know uh, students who graduated economy and started kind of uh, they call it a, a, a program for young management or young managers and I started uh, my career over there but as a student I worked for a part-time job in a small uh, software company 
uh, as a salesperson, I was their only salesperson in this uh, small software company. Um, and uh, um, I was working for part part time. I came to their office like twice a week. And, uh, um, you know, in those days, uh, the CEO, which was a woman, which is a woman, um, she uh, said that whenever Revital is coming, we sell a system in that particular day. If she doesn't come because she's studying, then there's no sale in that particular day. So this was kind of uh, funny. But uh, anyway, I was working there for as a student for almost a couple of years. And when I graduated, I said, well, you know, uh, I was study, studying economy. I should... Uh, uh, continue my career according to what I was educated for. Uh, and I was working, I started this managerial program uh, and I was working in a bank for two years, but then I decided that it's, uh, that I need a little bit more action and I decided to go back to the tech industry. So I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but uh, that's the story of my life. All right. <laughs> and that's where all we started. Yeah. So, do you find it challenging to be working in a male-dominated uh, industry? I guess for some women, it's it is challenging. Uh, also, but but it really depends on on the woman herself if she sees it as a challenge that just because she's from a different uh, gender. I never saw it as a. I didn't saw it as a challenge. Uh, from my perspective, there was no difference between male and female. Um, and um, I, so it's, I was it's, working... It's kind of an I attitude. Tech, sorry? It's kind of an attitude. It is an, it is an attitude. Um, you know, whatever you uh, communicate to the people who meet you, that's what they see. So I didn't communicate, hey, I'm a woman. No, I communicated, listen, I'm an expert in X, Y, Z, and that's why you should do business with me. That's, what you, that's why you should consider having projects with the company I represent and so on and so forth. Um, all the I started my career in the tech, uh, in sales, moved to business development, mainly in the international um, business uh, so for a very short period, I was handling the Israeli market, but very fast I moved to handle China, Japan, um, Hong Kong uh, at that point of time. Then I moved to handle more projects in the European market because it was easier for me to travel because I was with, uh, I had little kids at that time. Now they're grown up already. Um, so... I do see a difference between women and men in that sense, uh, especially the way uh, I think that we manage our time more effectively <laughs> and in an efficient manner, because, you know, uh, I can tell you, for example, I was traveling a lot, but when I was traveling, so I knew that, uh, you know, I have uh, kids that are waiting at home. So I was trying to manage my um, um, travels to be as efficient as possible. So I was traveling for two days or three, day, three days at most. And, and everything was, uh, you know, like very much scheduled. And I knew that uh, I need to um, optimize the time that I'm away from home. 
while my colleagues who were male, you know, they didn't care to close the weekend uh, in Rome or wherever we travel to. So I think that in that sense, maybe this is the difference. Um, but I didn't see it as a challenge. I think that uh, it's what you believe in yourself, what you want to achieve. And that's it. Okay. So uh, when we, if we focus on the area of cybersecurity, where do you see the biggest opportunities for women to be? Women got opportunities in cyber everywhere, starting from the, the R&D for sure. Um, um, development in, is, is a place that, um, that uh, all is mad. What matters is really your skills and your capability and every person can bring their own capabilities uh, and, 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 and shine and succeed. So in that sense, women definitely that are capable to do that, they can, um, they can reach uh, very high um, positions. Um, I guess that in uh, certain sectors, since cybersecurity basically approaches any sector, so I think that in terms of uh, business development and marketing, for sure, women has the, the place to, to be there. Maybe in areas areas of uh, that when you're trying to sell to to sell to um, governmental places that are more male oriented so maybe over there uh, they um, they might be uh, it's not it's not like an advantage if you will come as a female to try to sell them because uh, I guess that especially in Israel, for example, male has a relationship uh, from the army and they know the community and, you know, it's like a, a community that uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's very ingrown. I've, I've worked with a lot so, of Israeli startup companies. And the one thing I found is that there, there are two kinds of CEOs. There are those who uh, retired from the Mossad and those who retired from the army. <laughs> Yeah. They don't much like each other, and they're always in competition with each other. So, um, so there are all kinds of opportunities. But let's talk about what kind of education that they should be seeking, because you know the demand for workers is very high, and there are companies and even governments that are offering jobs and training to mm -hmm. people with no more than a high school education. Uh, do you see? that to be true in in, uh, in Israel and maybe in some of the other places you've uh, been doing business with? So it is true also in Israel, there are some programs, but it really depends on the level. You know, there are different levels of uh, developers, like mm -hmm. in every other, um, you know, positions that there are in the market. So um, there are the developers that uh, will be like in uh, kind of, I would call it the, the, the maintenance level. And there, the, there are the developers that are the uh, super smart that will, uh, um, that will create the next generation technology that will be patented or, or whatever. So uh, with that range, I think that uh, all those program of, uh, of, government or um, even private uh, um, private places that uh, that perform such courses like kind of uh, be a developer within a year or so it is good uh, but it's to a certain level of developers um, it's for the 
kind of the mass market of, of the developers. It's not for the high end of the developers. I think that uh, the high end of the developers, uh, it's it, it's either start with um, kids that has the, the, the passion to, to be educated in, in that direction. And there are great programs in high school. I see it also in Israel that takes those kids and, you know, um, engage them also with the industry or making uh, some projects uh, and, and try to... Um, to educate, not to educate them, but to give them the sense of what it would be to become an as a, a entrepreneur or to invent something. So this is one direction, um, and and there are companies that um, and for the mass market. So these program, um, you know, governments do that, uh, private places do that uh, kind of um, um, more speedy courses. And I think that they are good because they provide to the market what they need, the, the mass market of, of the, the tech people that, uh, that are needed. Not everybody needs to be um, the super developer. <laughs> okay. Um, are you familiar with any of the uh, women in technology uh, conferences and groups? To be honest, not really. Okay. Um, then I won't ask you any questions about that. But uh, <laughs> without necessarily naming them, are there? Do you think it's a good idea for women to attend these uh, particular conferences to get an idea? You no, know, I have mixed. Doing? I have mixed feelings regarding that. Okay. <laughs> because on one hand, this you wanna you wanna communicate that there is no difference between men and women. So if there is no difference, why having like. Um, a separate programs for women. So I think it's a little bit of a conflict. Um, okay. In any case, uh, I do believe, look, look I'm, I'm not blind. I know that in certain um, areas and in there are some places that, uh, uh, that maybe women don't feel that they have the, the capabilities to go there. So, so the education definitely, it needs to start from school. Absolutely. Okay. to encourage the women. Um, but me personally, I don't know. I don't feel that... Um, I normally do not go to, to these kind of conferences because uh, I, I prefer to go to conferences that are more generic and, you know, to be part of them. Well, because, let's talk about those. Uh, what are okay. some of the, the conferences that you think women should be going to to get an idea of how to get into the business? Checkpoint, or now we're going to attend and enable with uh, that is uh, being being um, uh, done by uh, SolarWind because we want to reach their audience, which, okay. which is their resellers and so on. So it really has to do with uh, the target audience that you want to achieve. There is no um, there is no one conference that will cover everything, um, and uh, it, it it really depends. So if I'm talking on behalf of Audix, then uh, the conferences that uh, are in our interest are the conferences that are targeting uh, communication service provider, Microsoft resellers, and so on. So it's Microsoft Inspire. Um, as I said, uh, enabled um, next month with uh, SolarWind. Uh, this is the type of uh, conferences that uh, that we are attending. Unfortunately, now they are virtual. Um, 
So I, I, I love that though. Because <laughs> most of the places where we go to conferences like Las Vegas, I absolutely abhor Las Vegas. I don't ever want to go there. And when Black Hat decided to go virtual, I went, yay, I can go to Black Hat now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it. it I think that the... Uh, the COVID showed us that we can be virtual, that it can be very effective, very uh, professional and so on. But uh, I guess um, we do need some human touch at the end of the day. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. Uh, let me see if I can wrap this up. Uh, if you are a woman who wants to get into tech, number one, believe in yourself. Don't yes. let the people tell you not to do, not to even try. Number two, Absolutely. find an area that you're interested in and go after it. Number three, get some education. You don't necessarily have to get a degree, but there's there are opportunities to get some education and then put yourself out there. Is that about right? Yeah, I think it's pretty much summarizes. So that's it for this special edition of Crucial Tech. I want to thank uh, Revital Libfran from Odix and the people at Odix who helped set it up. Again, I want to encourage everyone who is interested in women in technology, at least encouraging women to get into technology and women who want to get into technology, uh, look up the Women Tech Global Conference for 2021 at womentech.net. Get there, listen, and find out uh, how you can get into this. Uh, this has been Lou Covey with Crucial Tech. This is a Footwasher Media production. <laughs>